It's Donald Ware, host of From the Press Box to Press Row, the biggest names, our guests on Box to Row. Hey, everybody, what's going on? This is Anthony Anderson, international movie star and funny mother. And you're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. That is the voice of Kevin Durant. Well, I'm just, you know, trying to get better every single day. And I enjoy playing with a great group of guys. Hey, this is Ronda Rousey. You know what this is. This is the one and only D-O-Double-G. Ice Cube has been our guest. Hey, man, thanks for letting me talk a little music, movies, and Sports, hey, my favorite three topics. Hey, say what's happening, man? It's CIP, man. Hi, this is Jill Scott. I'm talking about none other than Serena Williams. That was definitely one of the better matches I've ever played. I've had it just like that. You know, it's really focused. It's really, you know, excited. Missed any of these interviews? Then check us out online at www.botchtorow.com. That's from the press box to press row. Real, relevant radio. Legit, then you can join my crew. USC graduating class of 92 in short tech. It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Wednesday, July 22nd. I'm Donald Ware. We're going to continue talking with coaches uh, from respective teams of the SWAC as we look to try to get the 2020 football season underway. Hope you enjoyed Broderick Fobbs, the head football coach at Grambling, who joined us on yesterday. Big rivalry uh, in Dallas. The State Fair Classic has uh, been canceled, but perhaps uh, Grambling and Prairie View A&M can get together. We'll see. We are joined by Prairie View A&M head football coach Eric Dooley in his third season, who joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. How are you, Coach Dooley? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Doing doing pretty good. Uh, you know, just making it like everybody else. And, you know, with that being said, I mean, how, how are you and your family getting along during this, COVID ni- uh, this COVID-19? All is well. You know, the, the biggest thing is just making sure that uh, I'm staying safe and keeping my family safe as well and just uh, uh, the same uh, situation with the uh, student-athletes. Yeah, I know it's been different. Most coaches have said they've gone either Zoom or Teams or whatever the case may be. Speak to how you and your how you and your staff have been communicating with your student athletes. Well, we we actually been uh, communicating via Zoom as well. Uh, just didn't uh, have the uh, situation as yet to uh, bring anyone back to campus. Uh, of course, we were uh, uh, just planning everything and making sure uh, that everything was. Uh, up to part and and the good thing of the the thing i i like to say that you know health and um uh, well-being is is far more uh important right now uh so we just wanted to make sure the student athletes was uh safe and uh where they are and and things that they are doing uh trying to keep some of the same norm which is uh virtually impossible but i i thought that um my assistant coaches did a good job by us standing constant communication with the guys via Zoom and still having meeting and trying to go on in uh, some sense of normalcy. You know, Co- I mean, I'm just saying, Coach Dooley, I'm just saying you're of a certain age. Like, I'm of a certain age, right? So were you into the whole Zoom thing prior to this? Uh, no, I wasn't. But, you know, uh, sometimes you got to learn fast. <laughs> and uh, that's what I had to do. I had to make sure that I learned fast because I always want to make sure I have things properly planned for when I meet with my team in the way that I need to meet with my team. It just uh, gave me a new uh, form of communication. Uh, uh, can I say I can adapt to it? I have no choice right now, but 
uh, just the best meaning. Uh, I, I think it may have opened up some other avenues now to where you can constantly be in communication with your student athletes. Yeah, no, I think it's a it's a really good point. Uh, Texas, wh- where does Texas, in terms of the state of Texas, uh, I know Houston, you're you're in the or in or near the Houston area. What's what's you know what's sort of the vibe or or, or, or where things are. I know it was sort of a hot spot, at least in the state of Texas. Well, you know, as right now it's still a hot spot. Uh, you, you talk about the state of Texas, uh, but you also talk about the surrounding um, the areas that we're in. I, I know we're in Harris County, uh, not too far from Harris County. The school is in uh, Waller County, but these areas are uh, hot spots, and uh, uh, it's a tough situation right now. It's something that no one uh, – to see in the near future that would have taken place, uh, you know, it's upon upon all of our imagination. But uh, just the two shell pass. Absolutely. Uh, did were you able to get any spring practice in? You know, uh, fortunately, you know, I think uh, things worked out uh, for the better for us. Uh, we were able to get seven practices in. Uh, we we had started. We uh, for whatever reason this year here, uh, we, we decided to go a little earlier. And it wound up uh, proving to be better, uh, very, very beneficial for us uh, to, to move and go earlier. So we were able to get seven practices in. Uh, of course, we thought we were going to have an opportunity to come back and close it out. But I, I thought we got midway through spring and, and gave us a great opportunity to evaluate a lot of new kids, a lot of uh, new situations. So I uh, felt good about it. Your thoughts, uh, before we talk personnel, your thoughts on the 2019 season, one in which – the Panthers went six and five. I, I thought we, you know, uh, when you take a look at our whole schedule, uh, most of the ball games we uh, lost by no more than three points or a touchdown. I was right there in it. I, I thought the team fought hard at just some things that we needed to overcome, and I, I thought it was like a a, a a tale of two seasons. Basically, I thought we, you know, we got off to a great start, and we kind of like. Uh, in the middle there, didn't uh, close out the month of October like it should have been. Uh, but I thought we had a great uh, month of November, which uh, won our last three ball games, gave us a lot of momentum going into the spring. But uh, kind of underachieved what we were looking for. Uh, we felt we had opportunity uh, to uh, compete for that uh, uh, Western uh, title, of course, they, uh, winning the division and, and, and having an opportunity uh, to go to the SWAT championship game. But uh, uh, nevertheless, uh, I thought the guys fought hard, did some great things. Uh, we know some of the things we need to work on, and, and I feel real good about uh, things take place this upcoming season. Dewanya Tucker gave you everything that he had for his years at Prairie View A&M. Once again, like I can, I, I listen. Two thousand, he wasn't first team All Swack. Okay, I get it. You know, I mean, if you look at the numbers. He had, and I don't have to tell him to you. You know it, but I'm just talking to everybody else also. 6.2 yards per carry, uh, 1,121 yards rushing, 15 touchdowns. That's just from the running back position. He did a lot for you. Uh, he got snubbed from that first team all swacking, uh, correct? And then, you know, what are you going to miss most about him moving forward? I tell you what, I, 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 I'm going to miss his leadership. You know, the things that, he did on the field was expected because of the way the young man carried himself. I mean, you, you talk about a young man that's not big in stats, but uh, everything that he brings to the table, he's going to let it all hang out. I mean, he did the same thing in the classroom. He did the same thing on the field. And it, it, and it carry over because you're talking about a young man that has a degree right now. So I'm, 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 I'm extremely proud of 
uh, Dwayne yet, but I'm going to miss that leadership. That young man, uh, when you talk about work, he came to work every day. Uh, and it didn't matter what it was. He was going to come to work. He was going to lead the team. He was going to make sure that he was that he was that pulse for the team. So uh, his leadership skill is, uh, is, is truly going to be missed. You know, I happen to be watching uh, the nationally televised game that you guys played last year. I'm trying to think of who it was against. It was in the latter part of the season. Boy, it's escaping me. But, but Jalen Morton went down um, in that football game, and I believe you all ended up losing uh, that game. If he plays, maybe it's a little bit different. What are you going to miss about him? He's been one of the elite quarterbacks in the SWAC the last couple of seasons, and who is the guy uh, that's going to be the quarterback for you in 2020? I tell you, they, uh, that <clears throat> I know it escapes you, but it doesn't escape Jackson me. State. Jackson State game on <laughs> yeah. Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, and that was a hard-fought battle right there. Jalen uh, is another guy. Uh, you know, those two guys there were was my leader, no question beyond a question of doubt. Uh, but there's just the uh, intelligence, there's the mindset that that young man brought to uh, to the game. You're talking about uh, another guy that, that graduated, uh, took care of business in the classroom as well, and, and, and tried to do the same thing on the field. Uh, his, his leadership, his, his maturity, uh, you know, I think that's going to be missed as well. But, uh, you know, I, I think he left it to a lot of guys. You know, a lot of guys uh, uh, follow within him, his footsteps, and I, I think uh, – he, he kind of left the room in good hands. Uh, the thing right now, we, we haven't named a, a starting quarterback. We're actually in a fierce battle right now. We were right before we left uh, uh, spring practice. Uh, so we got some individuals that uh, that I feel is, is going to be in a, um, a good situation to be successful. Uh, when you talk about the Trayvon Connolly, you talk about uh, Tariq Starks, and uh, we got a young freshman, um, and Shane learns that those guys did a good job this spring and they're still in the battle. And uh, I, I just care not to mention his name, but I do have another uh, uh, individual that I think that that's going to make that room a whole lot more interesting as well All than, right. uh, if we get an opportunity to uh, come back. Okay. Uh, this okay. You don't have to mention name. Is it a, is it a transfer guy? Yes, he is. He's a transfer guy. Okay. Uh, so uh, we, we, we're looking forward to it. But, uh, you know, those guys that was there this spring, they did a tremendous job. And then you got you to gotta take your hats off to uh, Trayvon Conley. The last three ball games, he was the starter. And, uh, you know, with him, we, we actually 3-0 and with him. So uh, I feel real good about what we have coming back. Uh, so uh, it's just uh, we're working to, uh, 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 to uh, get to the next level. Eric Dooley in his third season as the head football coach at Prairie View A&M joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. I, I think defense was a bit of a struggle for you uh, in 2019. Um, how have you – and I, I, can talk, I want to talk about some specific guys uh, that you signed, but who are some of the guys, uh, the names that we can look for that you're expecting big things from in 2020? Well, you know, we got a young man that came back. He was uh, fortunate enough to uh, uh, be first uh, first team uh, all conference uh, in uh, Jason Dumas. I'm very excited about that young man coming back. Uh, uh, he's a guy that's been playing ever since uh, his freshman year, and he's returning, which is going to be a, a huge plus for us. Uh, we, we got two linebackers that's coming back that played uh, tremendously. One was fortunate enough to be second team all conference in. Um, uh, Trashad Smith, and then we also have uh, Story Jackson. Those guys uh, kind of like led our teams in, in, in tackles. Uh, but then also we have uh, 
uh, a very, very experienced secondary that's coming back. Uh, you're talking about a young man, Drake Cheatham, who's been starting since he's been a freshman as well. Uh, I made all conference, so I'm looking forward for him to come back with his leadership as well. Uh, we got Reg- Reginald Stubblefield, a guy that, that played last year. Uh, didn't make any all-conference team, but they're very, a, a great leader, a uh, great guy to uh, to have in, uh, to have on your team right there, uh, a guy that's going to actually be in grad school, got his degree this uh, past semester. And then a guy that uh, I think he made a couple of all-American teams uh, as well as all-conference in uh, Jalen Harris. Yeah. So we got we we're returning a lot of guys back on 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 defense, but uh, there's no question uh, that I know there was some, some spots that we needed to fill, and I thought the uh, assistant coaches did a great job going out uh, finding the guys to uh, to uh, fill the, to fill those spots that was missing. Uh, one of the more intriguing signees, from my perspective, with respect to your. Uh, recruiting class was Troy James. Uh, is he is a defensive lineman, big impact player? Uh, was at Oklahoma at one time. Is he is he with you now in camp? If so, not camp, but in school. You know, what, what are the expectations for him? If so, I say the high expectation. He's a young man that we know that's very athletic. Uh, that we uh, we penciled in him to come in and play. No question about it. A uh, young man that I I've been knowing for a long time since his high school years as well. But. Uh, we did were able to uh, land him, and, and I think he's going to be a huge plus for us. But uh, not not just him. We were able to get a young man out of a uh, uh, junior college in Kevin Victorian, who I think is going to help us tremendously, as well as uh, Shelvin Hudson. So we we got some guys. I can go down and list some guys that we uh, we signed on the defensive side of the ball that I, I know was much needed. And I I expect some big things out of those guys. Yeah, let let me go down the list, and then you can you can tell me if they're they're in or not. Because I mean, like I said, when we rank these recruiting classes, I mean, you had some good uh, some good players. You had a couple of three star, as you know, but t- telling everybody else, a couple of three star linebackers, Jesse Evans. Uh, also, you had uh, the uh, let's see, was it the Williams kid? Um, was it Jordan yeah. Williams, I believe? And then you, ha- I mean, you had some guys that really can come in and have. Uh, and impact Kendall Johnson was a guy uh, that you also signed. I mean, you got some guys that really could come in and have an immediate impact on defense along uh, with the aforementioned Troy James. Absolutely. I'm, I'm extremely excited about those uh, three young freshmen that I think are really, uh, you know, sure about our defensive uh, line. Uh, uh, we got, uh, you're talking about Jesse Evans, a guy that, uh, I'll be honest with you, I hate to sound like that, but that's what they look like. Uh, that's a guy that we definitely are uh, excited about getting here. He's a guy right here locally, and I think he's going to uh, bring a lot to the table. And then you talk about Kendall. Uh, Kendall is a guy that uh, from out, out in the Dallas area uh, did some great things, was, was recruited by some uh, other schools, uh, just in, I guess, filled the bill for us the, the height-wise, but he's a football player, and that's what we're looking for, football players. And uh, to, to cap it off was the uh, – Jordan Williams, we kind of got on him late because uh, I know he had a lot of schools coming after him, and uh, we didn't stop. We know it's not over with until you sign that name on the dotted line, so we just continued uh, to recruit him and, and was fortunate enough to uh, to land him. So all three of those guys are definitely in, and uh, uh, all the guys that we're able to sign, uh, they're, they're, they're here and, and, and ready to go once they, they give us the uh, sign whether we're going to play or not. You know, I thought the interesting thing, and we, you know, when I when you go back and look over these recruiting classes, we had you tied for tenth. But man, I mean, you had a 
I mean, this was a really good recruiting class. To me, it speaks to the recruiting in HBCU football as a whole because there were some really good recruiting classes. I want to get your thoughts on recruiting philosophy as we're kind of seeing in basketball, on the basketball side of things, we're seeing that, uh, you know, five-star athletes and high-profile athletes are uh, at least have interest in or are committing to HBCUs. Do you look sort of at the stars what is sort of your philosophy in recruiting and I mean I know you I mean to be able to get a couple of three-star guys like you get and then to be able to get the kid you know that we were talking about uh Troy out of Oklahoma that's a pretty you know uh, you know they played at Oklahoma that's a pretty big signing like what's your recruiting philosophy well you know I I, we take a look at I know that's what we everything is predicated on the stars nowadays but I'll be honest with you we, we pretty much don't look at the stars. We look at the guy and see how they're going to benefit us, if they fit in what our scheme is and what we're trying to do is just a, uh, just wind up uh, wind up being a beneficial for us that those guys will, you know, have two and three and maybe four stars, and, and it helps us out. So we try not to get caught up into a, if this is a four-star, it's a five-star. Can he play? Does he fit what we're trying to do? Uh, is he the type of guy that we feel going to make us better? And, and those guys, that's what we go out and look for. And we don't, we don't, we don't turn down from regards of who's recruiting those young men. Uh, we feel, you know, our chance is just as good as anyone. Uh, we feel we have a, a, a fine university to uh, sell to the young men when you talk about the uh, education side of it, you know. So uh, we, we, we don't back down from anything. We, we just go out and recruit them and, and make sure that we build that relationship to uh, let them, let, so we can tell them our story. Yeah, no question. A couple of more thoughts. Uh, special teams, what does that look like for you in 2020? Well, you know, I, I thought we got better my first year. Uh, I, that, that, that played a huge part in some of, the, uh, some of our ball games, and then we definitely had to show up our special teams. Uh, and, and, you know, as you go, you, you get the depth, and those guys that are accustomed to playing on it, 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 it's a true team for us. You know, some people think it's a way of getting you to travel. It's a way of getting on a team. No, that's a game. That's a that's a game changer for us. That's such as offense and defense. So I, I think our special team is going to be real good. We were able to uh, land a young man by the name of Louise Reyes, who I think is going to be tremendously good for us uh, when you talk about uh, kicking the football. And that was something that we desperately needed. Uh, we signed a young man, um, uh, Killer Dogborn, two years ago. And, and now I, I think the maturity level and the experience has kicked in for him as well. And then we have a young man, uh, that, that decided to come to preview as well that I think is going to help give us the depth on either side, on either way, whether it be punt or whether it be kickoff, kicking the football. So I uh, feel good about the special teams. A lot of guys are coming back that played on it. Uh, the most important part was the kicking side of it, and I thought we got better. You know, as I look, I, I, you know, this COVID-19, obviously everybody wants to keep safe. And I, I look at your schedule. I mean, you had, you had five money games to start the season. Texas Southern, Texas Christian, Louisiana Tech, I'm sure are guarantees. Grambling at the State Fair Classic, the State Fair Classic uh, has been canceled, and then Northwestern State comes to you. That's five. Now, let me ask you, Grambling, where are we with that? Is it possible that you guys could play on on, on the other's campus? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I, I kind of read some articles, and I, I guess a lot of different things are going on, a lot of uncertainties, but – I did hear word that uh, it can still be played, but it just won't be the state fair. It right. could be played in a Cotton Bowl, but it just won't be the state fair. Ah. Uh, so not sure exactly what's going to take place, but um, I, if, no question about it. 
as long as the season go on, that <laughs> yeah, I'm more than likely, I guess, it'll be played, it could be played at some one campus. But that has that has not been discussed. Uh, I kind of leave that up to the people that can make those decisions. We're just going to show up. Yeah. Uh, do you do we do we have a two thousand uh, fall two thousand twenty season for college football? You know, I, if, if I if I had that answer, I think I would probably be the most sought after guy in America right now. Uh, I, I can't say this here at the at the risk of individual lives. It's, that's a tough. That that's that's an easy answer. Uh, because the, the main thing is that the well-being and the safetyness of our student athletes, and then you, you're talking about the surrounding uh, cast that that supporting staff that's going to be around. Uh, the biggest thing is to make sure that uh, everyone uh, can be safe. Uh, so uh, right now, my mindset has been and has always been to uh, to, to to talk to my players uh, from the uh, the mental part of it because. Uh, this is something none of those young men had to ever go through. So we, we, we're talking. Uh, I know it's football, 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 but we're talking about life yeah. because that—that's right now is what's important right now. You know, uh, I, I kind of got that off someone else, and we use that acronym a lot. The, the the win acronym. What's important now? Right now, what's important right now is being safe. That uh, you know, within our lives, we have family members, we have uh, members that are, are much older, we have uh, members with. Uh, you know, things that can cause them to be in trouble. So uh, whatever's going to keep us safe and uh, giving us an opportunity, that's what's important to us right now. So as far as uh, me making, uh, saying where we have a season, uh, that that's a tough call for anyone. That's why that decision hasn't been made uh, because it's still about the safety of the student athletes. Uh, it, it, it never goes farther than the student athletes. Eric Dooley in his third season as the head football coach at Prairie View A&M, joining us here, joining us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. The Panthers scheduled to open the season on September 5th at home against Texas Southern. Coach Dooley, we appreciate the time. We look forward, hopefully, to talk with you uh, in, further in 2020. Thanks for having me. I enjoy That's a look at the Prairie View A&M Panthers on tomorrow. We are going to go back to Louisiana, to Baton Rouge, as a matter of fact, and preview the Southern Jaguars. Don't forget to tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. You can download and listen on our website at BoxToRow.com, also via iHeartMedia, as well as Apple Podcasts. Talk with you tomorrow. The kitchen, yeah, that's my doll. He gon' sit down and listen. Call him a trick and he don't get a holler. I'm a star, I got this wishing. He say he hungry, this the kitchen. Yeah, that's my doll. He gon' sit down and listen. Call him a trick and he don't get offended. He know he giving his money to Megan. He know it's very expensive to date me. Tell him go put my name on that account because when I need money, I ain't tryna holler. He know he giving his money to Megan. He know it's very expensive to date me. Tell him go put my name on that account because when I need money, I ain't tryna wait. I can't be f- with no, no, you can't touch this. Hey, try to reach, huh? My money thick, thick, hey. Walk with a limp, limp, huh? I'm on some.